0: Welcome back to the Meet St. Louis podcast, the show taking you inside your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses. I'm your host, JJ Bailey with KMOV. More plants, more people, more often. That's the goal of St. Louis's newest food delivery company, Rootberry. Launched this summer, Rootberry delivers plant-based meals to your doorstep, ready to eat, no subscription required. For Mark Conner co-founder and president of Rootberry, that last part was critical. The company, whose food I can personally say is delicious and I'm mostly a meat eater, doesn't want to force anyone to change the way they eat. They just want to make it easier for people to eat plant-based meals however often they want. Mark sat down with us to talk about why they believe they could build a company like this in St. Louis when so many others would try to start on the coast. He also talked about the choice and the fight to do things a little slower and with a little more care because they want to run their business based on ideals. And he talks about what it takes to make plant-based meals delicious and deliverable. So let's meet Mark. All right, well, Mark, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're sitting here in the Palladium event space, your home currently, this building. Yeah. Um, let's start with this year. You know, it was July that all the articles hit, that Root Rootberry's launching, that you're sending out uh, these meal plans. What is, has what is the last year been like for you, uh, you know, starting in maybe January and moving up to now
1: where you guys are rocking and rolling? Yeah, well, I think uh, like probably like a lot of people, it's been a year of ups and downs and uh, highs and lows. Yeah. Uh for many reasons, um, but uh, it's certainly been a big push as we've gotten ready and we launched right mm-hmm. at the very end of June. So um, there was a lot of eating food, <laughs> a lot of food. Uh, there was a lot of learning technology. Um, there was a lot of meeting people to learn from them and hopefully find some that could help us along the way. Um, but uh, the, the, the focus was number one, people, like mm-hmm. who, who can help be a part of this team to help us launch, whether it's preparing the food or figuring out the technology or those kinds of things. The second was the food, making sure it was great. And that takes many, many, many rounds. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, and the third was also raising capital was part of the part of the right. uh, project as well. Well, so you guys, Rootberry uh,
0: hits this—you know—hits St. Louis this summer. It's a St. Louis-based company, mm-hmm. and right now only operates in St. Louis. Yeah. And for those that don't know, and obviously uh, during the intro we, we will cover this, but uh, it is a plant-based meal delivery service on demand, essentially. Yep. Um, what, first of all, what about plant-based? drew your passion and, and and drove you to say, I think we can create a business uh, yeah. around plant based eating.
1: Yeah. So in, this is in some parts my least favorite part of the story because I have to reveal how old I am. But <laughs> um, uh, so I turned 50 not mm-hmm. all that long ago. And uh, and I went to the doctor and I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol. He was mm-hmm. like, yep, it's time to get medication. Amazingly, I'd gained somehow thirty pounds over the last thirty years, and I don't know where it came from. <laughs> that's and not too bad of a rate, you know, a well, pound a year. But. <laughs> but right, that's what I thought. But I it does say, add up. Apparently, I don't want to talk about my fastest record. <laughs> but sure. So, uh, and I and I just I didn't really want to do uh, medication or anything like that. Mm. And um, I also have kids. 5 to 25 uh and uh not 25 kids 5 to 25 <laughs> years old. <laughs> uh I've lost track I have somewhere between 5 Since and 25. Right. It doesn't really matter <laughs> anymore, yeah. They come uh, and go. They, yeah. They're like outdoor cats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um so uh so I was thinking of all of that that just kind of hit me and I'm like I I don't want to and go that way. I want to be around for as long as I can, mm-hmm. as well as I can. And so I started talking to a gentleman that I worked with JT Norville. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just shared this story with him and, um, and discovered that he was in the process of starting to eat more plant-based. Um, okay. he just started it and he was just doing breakfast and lunch at the time with his wife. And, um, and so he started throwing me and planting seeds with, books like how not to die and uh, mm. and, you know, uh, and documentaries, game changers, things like that. Mm. So it just kept peppering me until it started to sink in. And then I started to do more of my own research. So it um, I started to learn uh, or unlearn in many ways, the standard American diet that that right. I grew up with. And and then I started to eat that way. And I was like, OK, intellectually, I'm like, yeah, great. And hopefully chronic diseases won't happen to me. But um, then when I started to eat that way, it was really interesting that um, the food tasted really good, that mm-hmm. which I had, and then some and a lot didn't. But I did feel differently, and, uh, and, but I didn't have a good solution for that. So I said, I think there's an opportunity here to make it easy and delicious, and uh, I didn't see it out there. And are you, are you from St. Louis or are you a transplant? Like me? I, I am, I am a transplant. So I okay. have a funny, I did go to high school here though. So, oh. so I, <laughs> right. Oh, so, man. right. So I did grow up, I didn't grow up here. I grew up all over the U S but, uh, I was here for three and a half years at, in that high school time frame, oh. and then went away and then so you are back.
0: basically a native because you can answer the, I question. can at least yeah. answer that question. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. So,
0: so how, how long, how long have you been back in St. Louis or how long have you been in St. Louis since, since,
1: uh, uh now since 2015 so okay. yeah i've uh, been back and um, and my son was born here um, and so um, uh, and I've got three girls and so this is and my wife works here and and so this is this is feeling good and so i mean you you
0: are in St Louis you say man this this change in the diet is really making me really improving my 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 health right yes. my, how I feel I think there's a business out there how, what is the what is the process of narrowing it down from, you know, some people might think, oh, we could do a restaurant or. Yes. Uh, or maybe we could uh, maybe uh, try and try to come up with something that, like, could be in stores. And you sort of have landed now on a food delivery service. What was the journey from? I think there's an idea here around this to this is the, this final product that you guys have.
1: Yeah. JT and I spent a lot of time in conference calls, PowerPoints uh, uh, by death. Um, we <laughs> we we thought of all of those things and and you know we'll share more as to how we see it all. But what ended up being the glue for us was an idea which was uh, more people, more plants, more often that just like that very early on that became the mm-hmm. thing. Um, and obviously even Missouri mo, like it, it was just like, you know, mo plants, yeah. right? It was like, <laughs> yeah. because the objective was uh, not to try to change people and say, okay, well, you know, you're an omnivore now I'll be a vegan. Like that's not right. what we're trying to do. Uh, what we're trying to do is just say that the more plants you eat, the better you feel. So take it as far as you want. And so that became the mantra. And then we said, like, what are the problems that, that are, what are the obstacles to people doing that now? Right. And and we boiled it all down to two problems, appeal and access. Mm-hmm. So appeal was people saying to us, uh, I don't know if it's going to taste good. Uh, you right. know, I miss my steak. I want my cheeseburger. Don't take it yeah. away. Whatever it is. Um, what's the texture going to be like? And then the access was I don't know how to make it. Um, and, uh, you know, where do I buy it? And um, it's not convenient. So mm-hmm. we looked at those two things, and that's how we started to zero in. And we did. We talked about everything from information to restaurant to uh, um, you know, meal delivery service and basically landed on the idea that we want to do all those things. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Just not all at once. Maybe. Just not all at once. <laughs> yeah. Correct.
0: Well, and I think was it part of the part of driving sort of, uh, food delivery service as, or meal delivery service as the the kind of the first step was that there was sort of a boom of, you know, HelloFresh and Blue Apron and a a million others that I can't name off the top of my head that not only kind of started right before the pandemic, but became for a lot of people, grocery, like that's, that's how they were getting. Yes. That's how they were getting their food. Yes. Um, So did you guys look
1: around and see that and say, oh, okay, the market's proven that this can work. It opened up a channel that, mm-hmm. frankly, a year and a half, two years ago, wouldn't have been a viable ch- channel, right. or at least it would have been one that you would not have had confidence in. But the right. habit was built now. And so, um, yes, we were able to, to build from that. And the idea was it was a great place to start uh, mm-hmm. because it was ultimately the most convenient. Like, you don't even have to go anywhere. And, and there's, I
0: imagine it's also like, at least you know uh, there's enough companies out there that if you need to get logistical questions answered, there's a few people out there that already know the answers to those because this now these true. networks are, are, are thriving.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Although they didn't want to share it, but well, at least no, I tried to find people. But well, I'm sure they had knew. somebody <laughs> they asked. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You show up at the same meetings, you'll find somebody. Uh, we're still learning. I mean, I, I like to think that we're learning smart. We love, I mean, you know, love learning is, uh, foundational value for us and Mm -hmm. so uh, you got to have people that are curious and that are you know growth mindset lean into to uh, being okay with getting it wrong but at least trying Mm -hmm. and certainly learning and and trying to use your resources to get there so we did have some resources to get there and uh, and help us and build on their success and learn from some of their failures too I mean there are several Mm -hmm. things that we that we've chosen to do differently um, like the fact that we're making food locally and delivering locally that's a right. very different approach and um because one of the things we heard from people was i feel really bad throwing out that big box with all that yeah all the packaging and packaging and everything in there so we i think we learned both from their successes and maybe some of their weaknesses oh. i'll put it that way
0: and what was, it, what was it about St. Louis that gave you confidence? I mean, you're starting this. There are competitors in the marketplace just from the 30,000-foot view, yes. right? People who send food to your home. Yes. Um, and there are some that are diet-specific that yeah. do that. Um, but you felt confidence. You guys looked at St. Louis, looked at the market, and said, not only do we think we could start a local company here that operates locally, but also that there's enough demand for our product, which is plant based. So what yeah. about what about the city or the, you know, the surrounding metro
1: area gave you the confidence that this would work and thrive in St. Louis? This was a question that was talked about a lot mm-hmm. in in this more uh, it took us just a little bit to see it, but I think it took longer for investors to like they would always ask that question and always came up. Right? right. And so there's a couple different things that I would say. I mean, yes, it's our hometown. Right. It's where we live, it's where our family is or where our friends are. And that's great. And -hmm. that's a good reason. Um, But as we also talked with people every time we talked with people, what we heard was either they or a loved one or friend was dealing with this choice, like trying to eat uh, less meat, less processed Mm -hmm. food and more whole food, plant based. And um, and so It was very, very common, even though it's easy to go with a blanket statement like, oh, it's the middle of the country. They just want to eat meat. Right. Totally not. It's it's
0: barbecue territory. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: And so there was a huge unmet need, um, in our view, in St. Louis. And uh, which doesn't mean there aren't people playing, as you said, here. But when we looked at those two problems, we said we we think we can do it even better Mm -hmm. um, and be a part of this, you know, the, the, the total food ecosystem. Um, St. Louis has a, a rich history, obviously in agriculture uh, yeah. and being in the center yeah. of the country. Also in food, a, pr- a really fun reputation in food, yeah. um, and so a lot of good things again that we could we could build from. And then the last was strategically. Um, we I would joke sometimes like if you if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, right? Yeah, but, yeah well, certainly. Right? Yeah, it's that the idea is that we will understand. Uh, at least today's market, right? Mm-hmm. How to work in St. Louis, as an example. And then we can grow. And as we grow to other Midwest markets, which is the way that we'll do this. And it's, again, one step at a time. We're six weeks into St. Louis. So we <laughs> got a lot to do. But um, but we work, we're going to work hard to be successful here. And then we can we can grow beyond. And this is a great learning environment. So... Those and, are the main reasons,
0: and I think too there is an advantage to St. Louis because uh, listeners will probably roll their eyes because they hear me say this a lot, but it's it's a it's a big city, but it has a very small town feel in the sense that there is a tremendous amount of loyalty and support. For anybody who's trying to build it here. Yes. Because this is the type of place where great ideas go to the coast, right? Yeah. Or they go to Chicago. Yes. And you find out, oh, so and so, yeah, oh, they, they, they were from St. Louis, but they, they really took off when they went to one of these places. And so yes. when people stick around to build things here, um, there's there, it does seem to have a gravitational pull in the community. And that's usually the first thing people say is, oh, like uh, my, my wife discovered you guys and said, Uh, Oh yeah, my friend was telling me about this food service, and she's like, "Oh, they're they're from St. Louis," and like she just kind of lit up because it's it's hey, people want to try it here, and I think that there's something about St. Louis that can lift a business up that's willing to take a shot on that community.
1: JT and I have yeah. a lot of pride in, mm. in being a part of this city and, and community. And I agree with you a hundred percent in terms of that, that balance. And there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a pride and humility that seem to balance each other out pretty well here, <laughs> which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we want to make a dent in the universe and we want, you know, we want the story to be, uh, you know, years from now that there's this great St. Louis company called Rootberry, And, you know, this is, Th- this mm-hmm. is the changes that they've helped, you know, move into the standard American diet.
0: Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. I want to, I want to talk about your food, um, which yeah. is, which is obviously very, very good. And I want to <laughs> talk a little bit about those last moments before you were launching and what <laughs> that had to feel like, but, yeah. um, mission is a big deal for you guys. And I know you said, you know, more plants, more people more often. Yeah. Um, what is it, what What is the core mission? what drives you guys overall you you know you say you want to that you want to leave the world better than you found it yeah um what is it that gets you guys up in the morning and what what's kind of the the heartbeat
1: of rootberry from what you want to do to for people and the environment this is going to get a little maybe a little philosophical, so excuse me for <laughs> no, a moment but um but um what we talk about is planting seeds daily so you know, and I'm stealing from Simon Sinek when I say this, but whether it's love or whether it's clean teeth or whatever it is, it doesn't happen mm. once, right? It doesn't right. happen with one act or one moment. It's repeatedly over time. And planting seeds is that process. And so for us, that whether it's, um, We've planted seeds with each other, and we talk about it as how we've evolved and how we look at food, or how we think about health, uh, how we think mm. about our workplace and what it yeah. can be. Um, and so, uh, to do that, you have to plant seeds daily. So it's very real in terms of the, the our families, in terms of our our work family, um, mm. and I think that's what we're doing as Rootberry is like we're not saying uh, here's a stark you know dogmatic approach do this or this is right and that's wrong it's like no just how about this and how about try that uh or did you ever think of that and that idea is that then people discover what they like and what they don't like and what they believe and then it's real Mm -hmm. and and that's that whole idea so that idea of planting seeds daily really drives us so that is i know it's a little esoteric but whether it's the food or it's all the other ways that we can connect with people and try mm-hmm. to help them think about more plants more often is yeah. what drives us.
0: Well, it does seem like that's kind of baked into just how your, how your service is structured because we a lot of places it becomes a subscription. So the box is showing up every week or every three days and you kind of almost don't have a choice because it's coming so often. Alternatively, what you guys have done is said, Maybe you want two just, you know, for a treat. Maybe, yeah. you, want, maybe you want 10 for the week. But yeah. you, it, it seems like you've built in into your model uh, the feeling and the option of choice. So it's not like you're saying, like, join us and now only eat plant-based food. That's right. It's more like as much as you want, but don't feel like we're, you know, we're making you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, I have said a couple times that um, probably one of the things that people value more than wisdom is freedom. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as soon as you try to tell them what to do and then give them a a requirement, it's like, at least I personally, I start to buck that. So, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want anyone to ever feel trapped. I didn't want food to go to waste. I didn't want people to get bored. I think it just drives the behavior. Like, would you ever say to your wife, like, Here's the deal. You're subscribing to me. And, you know, like, no, like we're a team, like we're yeah. a partner. Right? And, and how I show up every day is going to determine how this goes. Right. right. And so I think that the burden's on us to show up the right way every day. Now, is that a fight when you're starting? Because, I mean, subscription,
0: the reason things are subscription services is yeah. because you essentially have customers locked in and they yeah. are they are repeatable. Yeah. Um, and as they always say, it's harder it's way harder to cancel a subscription than it is to start one. It is. So was, that was, was maintaining that. And I know, I I think I read that you guys are are considering subscription as an option down the road. Yeah. Um, But it wouldn't be the sole option. So was that a fight to kind of say, look, we're, we're not going to try
1: and lock people in it it, with some investors, with some potential investors internally, we talked about it and it did not take us long at all because we just talked about the things that we didn't like about the things that were out there. Um, And, so to me, if you approach subscriptions as a business model, it will lead you to a way of doing things, right? You'll be like, right. "Yep, here's the game. Here's what we acquire customers for. Here's how long we can keep them. Here's the when they'll churn." All like that's the way you think. If you think about subscription as how is this valuable, mm-hmm. then you then you you approach totally different. And that's why if we do it. Um, It will be because people say, yeah, that what I'm looking for and how we do it even is we're looking for the easy button like I don't have time to think about it. So it would be really great. Like I was just talking to somebody yesterday, like it'd be really great if just every Sunday I could go, boop, this is what I want. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's makes their life easier. It's not a mechanism for us to try to, you know, prove metrics. Right. Well, that's and it seems like you guys
0: are you're 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 approaching this as a business owner, but from a customer standpoint.
1: Really yeah. directly,
0: yeah. So what is I mean? What is your background? What um, professionally that that uh, kind of keeps you on this track of always sort of putting like fighting for the user in that sense?
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's a it's a good question. So I think that over time, I have been exposed to. Um, I've done things wrong. I've been exposed to things that were wrong. I've also seen things done well, and I think like you said, whether it's user or yeah. it's just, I'm I, borrowing I mean, a line from Tron. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I, I think for a while I've been saying people first. So when we, jo- when I joined Midas hospitality, which is where I met JT, like that's, that was what we put at the center because we knew that if we did that mm-hmm. we could work out everything else. And so people may be people inside the company, but it's also everybody outside. And if you, if you just put people first, I believe that I can sleep better at night. Right. And I believe that people, the vast majority will appreciate you and stay with you. And those that don't, it's okay because you knew you did the right thing. Yeah. I think you probably it's you're happier
0: overall, even if you know, you're, you know,
1: oh we could have been making this much more money. (laughs) Right.
0: I think at a certain point, um, Coming to work and, and, and being really happy with what you're doing and how you're doing, it has almost as much equity as, as cash I th- in the bank.
1: Th- I think it has more. I yeah. think it has more. I mean, my investors didn't hear uh, that. Okay, but so I don't mean, tell your <laughs> investors that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but I mean, really, when I think about what we talk about on the team, it's yeah. talk about the joy and the learning. It's mm-hmm. not about the money. And, and I did have someone who was a mentor to me years ago who um, once said that. It was always about the money, but we, but it was also at the same time, as far as everyone else was concerned, never about the money. And yeah. meaning the point is you have to recognize what money is and what function it plays. Yeah, what and freedom it
0: can buy you. That's yeah. right.
1: And so the fact that we manage the business responsibly is important in order to create the environment and do the things that we want to do. But that's its purpose. Um, and that plus getting a return yeah. for, for investors. The, yeah, for right? the investors but yeah. um, it's, it's a in my mind it's a tool. It's not the end game. Yeah.
0: It's it, money is not there for money's sake. Money yeah. there for utility. Yeah. Which is, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's a refreshing way to, it's got to feel good to, to build a business that way. And it feels awesome
1: yeah. to be honest with you. Cause it's, it's, I think this has been cumulatively building for me where I've had this struggle in business and I probably couldn't even totally identify it. I've been, you know, a second or third, a fifth person to several startups. And I've also, you know, been in a part of larger organizations. Um, but I didn't see what I wanted. Uh, ultimately I didn't get to the place that I wanted to in terms of the culture and, uh, and now we're doing it. So it feels great. Well,
0: and you've got, so you, you convinced the investors and you, uh, I, did you start building out the menu as you were going or is this kind of, was this like chapter one? Business plan, chapter two, get cash, chapter three, now now we start cooking? <laughs> <laughs> how did that go? Or was that like, chapter one, we're cooking, chapter two, investors, wait, chapter we two should be business plan, <laughs> and, okay. Hey, was, there how, was did was how did that go? How'd that come yeah, together?
1: Yeah, the stories are uh, are mixed. It, it came together, um, I think, after the fact, it makes perfect sense, but going through, it was start, stop, book, change direction, mm-hmm. uh, but all those things had to work together. When people started to taste good food from an investor perspective, um, and when we uh, they began to see our brand our our vision for the brand not just visually but like the, the purpose and those things that that 's when people said yeah this is this is an impact investment it 's one that yeah it can have financial returns but it has environmental, it has health mm-hmm. um, and it 's something I can be proud of and so that 's when when those things started to come together is when um, I think we started to see momentum, but it, it, it took a constant process and we're not like, uh, I, I what's his name? Kevin Feige from the Marvel universe or yeah. whatever, <laughs> like, I don't, I, we, we don't have it all figured out for a 10 year them. run No, <laughs> So we're, we have a lot of learning to do a lot of experiments
0: Well, when you guys did, you made the choice. Um, I think your packaging is, is mostly right. Post consumer products. Correct. Yeah. Recyclable. Yep. Um, and I, you seem to have kind of built that into all of this. Um, when was that decision made? Did you, did you always do that? Or is this, is this have, have those decisions been informed by your initial mission statement of, like, people first?
1: It, it, both. Mm-hmm. Both. I, I think early on we said one of the things that we looked at, right, when we looked at delivery as an example, we said, look at this waste, look at this environmental yeah. impact. And while I think that they are doing, I don't want to make it paint this picture of bad guys like i think they're trying to do things with their model to be as responsible as possible but we said well, how else can we do it and so so that was important uh to us like again mm-hmm. it goes back to i'm thinking about the world we're going to leave it 25 years yeah, hopefully longer for me but i don't know but <laughs> uh you know for my kids and for everybody else's and so as much as we can do um mm-hmm. bakes in so today we're we're in packaging that um Some people would, you know, would say like, well, you can do more and we're working towards some of those things like reusable and other, you know, ideas that we're working on. But but we're making choices like we'll have a container for our meals that doesn't have a lid and a bottom. Instead, it's going to have a seal. And that container is 85 percent plus post-consumer, you know. Uh, content and it's number one recyclable so it doesn't get downcycled. like trying to make those decisions um what kind of bags do we use you know it's paper that's biodegradable like what those kinds of things that we just bake in and we'll keep baking it in well and then after all that you get to the food which um you guys make
0: delicious food also and 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 present it well it's i mean there's plating
1: yes to it there is yeah
0: um i did not go unnoticed but i i I'm curious because we've talked to a lot of chefs and one of their biggest issues was it got worse during the pandemic. Hmm. When people order food and it gets picked up or it gets delivered, you're making something that is intended to be put on someone's table. but now it goes in a car for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or it goes for 20 minutes and maybe they microwave it or heat it up. That's right. Um, (laughs) That's very frustrating to restaurant owners. You guys have built an entire service where you don't necessarily control what happens once the consumer gets it but you know they're going to microwave it yes so how did you how much work went into creating food that not only looked and tasted good but could withstand the it's going in the microwave for two minutes and that's how you do it yeah because you I mean
1: there's I mean I imagine there was a lot of trial and error there there was a ton so you know what and and so it was it, it was a team effort all the way I will say I mean Chuck, uh, our our food experience leader, was patient, persistent Mm -hmm. Uh, at moments, you know, you could see him like, I'm (laughs) going to burst, you know, and and uh, and with Alex, from a nutrition standpoint, all of the team working together. But the uh, we learned with practice what food, what ingredients, what flavors and we're still learning, by the way, it's not Mm -hmm. done, but is travels and i think we said you know would you rather have a lukewarm meal that used to be hot or would you rather have a chilled meal that you can have as hot as you want it when you want it right and so um, so that that took work and we would there were some days we would try meals I mean, honestly we would have a thursday tasting we'd have 20 f- i mean i was so full and exhausted <laughs> by the end of it and and we'd be like this was all amazing and then we tried again 3 days later and we'd be like oh my gosh what happened okay and, and yeah. so it it, uh there was a lot of experimentation and it, it is a different thought process from a presentation standpoint that was one of the things that that Chuck and the and Amanda and the team brought which was just that thought of how you do things right that yeah. that um that by thinking it and creating uh that visual presentation that it set the tone for the kind of food that we were serving yeah and so that was part of the process and continued to be sharpened as well as we went. But that was always very important. Uh, That's the thing is that we we said from the beginning is like, if it's not delicious, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to come back. I mean, unless you are totally eating only for nutrition and flavor has no meaning to you because of that, the, it, delicious has to be there. And so uh, it, it, we, we really try to be delicious that just happens to be healthy and that and then... It's healthy because it's plant-based. It's healthy because of the nutrients. It's healthy because it's good for the planet. But put delicious first, and I think that's the most important thing when it comes to food. And and that will drive, you know, the more behavior. Yeah, because looking at it, I mean, it's you don't generally see that, you know, especially in food delivery. But especially in
0: anything, even things that are intended to go in the microwave, which is the most efficient way to do this. Yeah. And the food holds up fantastically come out of the microwave you wouldn't think you know your, your whole life you've been told oh yeah once you put things in the microwave i don't it's know it's gonna look like a slot But yeah. it, it arrives in a way that makes you feel like you you have been served you know in thank you in a that's, culinary experience which is it is that's again a step that a lot of people wouldn't take because it takes time i imagine and it takes slows things down a little bit it but, does um it seems to be Right in line with exactly what you've been talking about is well, this matters to
1: them, so it matters to us. Yeah, and I think that so if you look at the history of food, right, and in at mm. least in America, right, and you think it has had certain purposes, and it, it the 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 mass uh, production model was built out of a very real need in America, right. You can go on the History Channel and watch right. it all on, right? You know, yeah. but um, and it's continued to evolve, and then fast food, you know, out of a need, and but what, through that process, we lost track of, um, I think the opportunity to treat a meal and treat ourselves well. Mm -hmm. And, um, yes, you can go to a great restaurant and you can have a beautiful presentation and that, and that's awesome. And the, all these different aspects of food fit into our lives, but we saw a missing element there in that convenience and yet, uh, feeling good about what you're eating and enjoying it. And so that's what that's what we're really focused on. And we even still get questions sometimes like, well, but what if you could put it into a factory and do it faster? And, and I'm like, yeah, but that's not the thing. Right. And, and you guys did. I mean, and you, and you price it in such a way that
0: um, it's not prohibitively expensive, but it, it is priced in a way that t- that that builds an expectation that this is going to be high quality and it's going to look appetizing. It's going to taste. It's going to look like the picture when yeah. I ordered it. Yes. Right. Um, and I imagine that was there's still probably an ebb and flow and a little bit of learning on, on exactly how to price certain things. Well, so you're delivering f- people feel like they they really got what they paid for.
1: Yes. So one of the things that we heard in terms of concerns, uh, there's two, two parts to, to that comment. Mm-hmm. One is that we heard a lot from people is, is it going to fill me up? Yeah. Right. Like yep. that's a huge concern with with plant based eating. So we said we're going to create foods that will fill you up and they won't fill you up just because they're loaded with calories. Like, um, right. The, the vast majority of our, of our meals are between 400 and 600 calories. There's few that are 600 to the highest is 780 calories. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, and people that work out all the time, that's perfect. And for people that don't, then they're, they cut that meal in half. And, and then they yeah. have one today and one to part tomorrow. But, um, but, but we wanted to make sure that we filled people up. And we're hearing that, which is great. Um, the the other aspect of the, you know, of the food and filling up is that I think that the the nutrients people are not used to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're so, certainly not in that, that, that concentration. Correct. Yeah. And so, um, and when you eat a, a, a meal that has a good trio of healthy fats and uh, and protein and fiber, you're going to feel full yet lighter in the afternoon. Yeah. Or you don't go into that nap or whatever. Yes. So. The
0: the post barbecue nap that yeah yeah so often happens. Do you still? I mean, uh, I know that you said you kind of you add more as you go. You kind of sort of build toward a plant based diet. Um, now working in this, do you eat exclusively? plant-based or do you I still do, not. do you still have yeah do you still
1: have uh i'm a flexitarian meats? yeah so woohoo! i don't know but well we joke but it's it's like uh, i think uh the largest audience of people are you know are omnivores actually if you look at the data but mm. the growing is what they would call this flexitarian like reducing processed foods and meats mm-hmm. and eating more whole food plant-based that's where i'm at so um and it's funny just revealing a bit about myself so that like I sometimes will go in runs like I'll I'll be like yep like this week I've been eating nothing but plant-based it's I feel awesome I like yeah. everything's so but then over the weekend I was bad like I had a cheeseburger <laughs> like I had fries <laughs> I was like and and I I enjoyed it I didn't feel bad about myself but I enjoyed it yeah. but I did feel physically different and so I was actually excited on monday to go like okay great i did that now i'm back in and so jt is further down this like he's much he's pretty much all plants all the time yeah um but i think that's the um i think that's the good news of it is that we don't have to be one thing we can just keep moving that way
0: yeah and i think the way that you have this where it's like sort of on demand and you can order as as many as you want are for folks like me who i eat like you plant-based then I want a cheeseburger. Or, you know, I I have ribs this weekend or whatever. Um, And I kind of enjoy both. But the challenge had always been, I know how to cook meat. You know, I grew up up in the Midwest. I know how to cook meat. That's what I do. Uh, Coming up with really substantial and tasty plant-based things was always a challenge in the kitchen because I would either just not have enough food or I would try too many things and it would come out just being like goulash. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's 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 you're you're right in that there's a great many people. Who I think this service fits into their life in a way that um, buys them a little bit of convenience and confidence <laughs> when they're
1: eating plant based. Because if you ask me yeah. to make a meatless meal, sometimes I would be like, I don't think it's going to be good. <laughs> just, yeah, no, I, I was I'm the same way. It still am. I, I mean, I lean heavily on these meals, which is great. And um, because it is the easy button for me. Mm-hmm. And I do hope that over time. That we can also help people if they want to make more of their own. That we can also, you know, uh, make that easier, whether it's with information or it's other things. But it, it is so that it fits in people's lives.
0: Well, and you've got, I know, I know that you just recently officially launched, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're growing as, as the service kind of gets out there and people see it and start asking questions. Um, what do you have? What do you guys have? Planned next, or or at least on the bulletin board as potential right. goals. I know two two months in is probably a little early for me to ask you that. But
1: <laughs> besides world, but I'm sure I'm sure right? you guys
0: have thought it all thought about it. What what is your vision for where to take this next?
1: Yeah, the uh, we have definitely thought about the roadmap. I mm-hmm. think it, and because part of that helps inform the choices that you make today. Realizing that roadmap will change, you just yeah. don't know where yeah. and how, and and so, but um, the. The roadmap in the near term is is that we believe that we want to have a uh, physical and digital presence in every market. So, so the fact that we're doing home delivery, we think that appeals to a, a certain number of people people that plan ahead, people that want it delivered to their their doors. But mm-hmm. that um, we we also I personally believe that being a part of the community is a, an, a really important part, particularly for food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, food is love. Food is communication. Food is, you know, bonding. And so um, and being a part of the community, not just in terms of how can we serve the community, but physically showing up. And mm-hmm. so, having our food in other places uh besides just delivered to the home is part of the roadmap um like in like in retail or like okay yeah it could be in retail or, could be in a shop of our own mm-hmm. um uh could be in other people's shops we're working on all those things so um and so that's definitely on the roadmap um new food um, so is part of the roadmap, so we will have seasonality, we're going to continue to sharpen how, um, some of the, the f- and broaden some of the flavors that we have, some of the uses and, uh, um, uh, for the food where it fits into people's lives. Um, so that's on the short term horizon. And then we really, I think we do those things for the next, you know, probably 12 months and we learn a lot and we, mm-hmm. and we get better, you know, hopefully daily through that, um, and then it's, okay, great. So what are we doing right? How do we make that, amplify that even more here in the St. Louis region? And then how can we take what we've learned here in St. Louis and, and be able to bring that love elsewhere?
0: Well, and you do have the challenge built in of the more customers you get, the more deliveries you need to make, which means the more overhead there for both you know people who are doing the deliveries and vehicles and, and gas yes. and all that. So yeah. um, that's, I mean, that's got to be... Sp- Uh, a a challenge for you guys because success means i like for everyone, success means more headache, but you have very specific, you know, transportation delivery needs that you, that if it goes really quickly, you have to scale up really quickly, which might might be kind of a
1: surprise. Better to deal with that problem than the opposite. (laughs) Right. But, uh, but uh, yes. And uh, and we we're about to, we're about to go through another round of that, which is, which is okay. Um, But the, Um, We want to find the optimal mix of that, because Mm -hmm. to your point, you know, whether you think about footprint um, or whether you think about like literally where you are or whether it's carbon footprint, what it takes to operate your business, um, we want to find that optimal mix. There are, uh, you know, places where people go and things that people do, and we can be very convenient there, too. So it's it's finding that blend, and that's what will, will drive the growth in the long term.
0: For first time customers who are listeners of Meet St. Louis, there's a special offer if you want to try Rootberry. Through the end of August, if you enter the code Meet St. Louis, all one word, at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. And if you do, you may just meet Mark in person, because even though he's the president, he still hits the roads routinely delivering Rootberry meals himself. If you have someone you want to hear from on the podcast, drop us a line at Meet St. Louis Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. As always, thank you for listening. I hope everybody had a great weekend and let's get together next week.